Well, good afternoon, Faith Family Church. So we were just blessed by a great sermon by Dan Herbster out of 1 John chapter 5, verses 13 through 20, titled, You Can Have Assurance. So I'm um, here with Mike Workman. We're just going to talk a little bit about the observations that we have from the text, from the sermon, and uh, really what it looks like to have assurance and, and faith in Christ and what he did for us. So um, Herbster used his typical kind of uh, periodic table of the truth, light, and love. And this sermon today focused primarily on the truth and the light aspect. So um, he did break the sermon down into five points. We're going to talk about a few of those. But first and foremost, one of the things that Pastor Dan talked about was really in, in I think it was verse 16 through 18, about the sin that leads to death and the one that does not lead to death. So fortunately, I have Mike Workman here who's going to dogmatically defend what that sin looks like. Uh, well, I hate to burst your bubble. I don't, you know, we were talking about this before, and um, I'm still, he, he put up his little chart. Yeah. And, yeah, so I got nothing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have what I personally believe right now, but it could probably be swayed. Right. Interestingly, when you stop and you look at that and you unpack about the sin that, that does not lead to death, the one that does lead to death, that's where the Roman Catholics, you know, get this idea of mortal and venial sin. And, you know, as he alluded to in the sermon, when you talk to somebody that's, that's raised in that theological system and you ask them if they have assurance that they will be in heaven, they don't. Mm -hmm. um, and so they have to continue to go back to the sacraments. Did I go through the sacraments? Did I do everything right? Am I going to get the, you know, the extreme unction, the last rites before I die? All those little things that kind of keep them, you know, with this fear and this baggage that stunts really their growth as a Christian. And then on top of that, they're furthermore worried about purgatory and trying to pay for some of those sins. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's not scriptural. It's not healthy. It's an example of how you don't take just one scripture verse out of context and shape an entire doctrine around it. And so I think the one thing that we'll agree upon is that John was not trying to get into the, the framework of defining what that looks like, but he was trying to give them confidence that the Lord hears their prayers. And so to exactly. take those prayers before the Lord, yeah. Yeah, so we may not know all the nuances, and I'm glad you brought that up, but there are things that we can know right, in here. Right. And uh, he did a very good job of, of bringing that out. So we're, we're left with some nuances that we can, you know, debate intermurally right. or whatever. But, but right now, knowing uh, some things about prayers, yeah. the, the fact that we know that God hears our prayers. Uh, yeah. And, you know, maybe that's a, maybe... That's Christianity 101. I don't know. But I know that sometimes I act like I, he doesn't hear. So I needed to be reminded today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he hears. Uh, and I love the fact, I wrote it down, making prayers, waging war. Yeah. It truly is, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so, I think what's interesting is you stop and you, you think about God and the fact that he is sustaining everything, all the scientific laws in the universe, all the planets, everything that is going on is being held together through the spoken word of God, that he's sustaining everything, and he mm -hmm. still has time to hear Kent Shepherd's prayers. Yeah. yeah, that's just amazing. And it doesn't have to be reach a level of super world importance that we yeah. pray about. Right. Uh, and the fact, uh, you know, it, he, it's part of community. You know, we should be communicating with our spouse like that, uh, you know, just interacting. How was your day? What's going mm -hmm. on? And um, 
I, I think in, in a more, maybe in a more reverent way, but having that time where we just communicate and listen. Right. Yeah. So one of the, the, really the title of the sermon is that you can have assurance. And then his first point was that we, we can know that we have eternal life. Talk to me a little bit about assurance and salvation and, and how do you view this, this doctrine and how do you find comfort in the fact that you can have assurance and salvation? So for most of my life, I did not have assurance. I knew that there was an incident, an incident, but I, I mean, I went forward at 1973 in Indiana. I remember getting baptized, but it was a long time ago, and I struggled as I got older about, did I do it right? Mm. Did I say things the right way? Did I truly mean it? Was there enough emotion involved? <laughs> All those things. Yeah. And I laugh at that because, as I told you earlier, the truth is that's bondage. Mm -hmm. That is bondage of, uh, of what I did. Right. And it wasn't till much, much later that I began to unfold or, or it began to unfold to me. It's not what I did. It's what Christ did. So I had to ask myself some questions. Have you truly repented, Mike? Truly repented? Not because you were caught or not because of this, but have you truly repented? And do you believe in faith on who Jesus Christ in his claims, the biblical Jesus, the claims that he, he says? And so I, I guess I'm going through your question in a roundabout way, but that was important to me to hear that it is salvation that is based on faith alone. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so that's number one. Uh, the other thing is, is I had to, as I removed uh, all that bondage, it didn't, because I, I was brought up in a, a culture that said, you, you, you really need to know the day, the hour when you were a believer. And I, I couldn't say for sure. I didn't know. But when I begin to realize, as he pointed out today, are you trusting in Christ alone today for your salvation? Not my good works, not any merit that I may have, think I have achieved, right. but in Christ alone. So I don't even know where our question was now, but this is where I go, yeah. and that's where I go. So that was important to me to hear that because I know that I'm not the only one that struggles necessarily in assurance. Uh, and, and we're told to to look at our salvation and test: Are we truly, you know, true believers? So I think that's important, and, and that, so that was a, just a great way for me to start off. So, what does it do to somebody when they fear that they could lose their salvation? I, number one, at least for me, it makes me whether I'm truly saved or not, I am ineffective. I am an ineffective person because I'm always at the: Am I truly justified? Am I truly justified? You depend on works. Right. You, you really do. You, we can debate this all day, but I can tell you from a personal thing, as I would list the things that should get me into heaven, it was things that I had done. Knowing that's not right. Knowing that's not what Scripture says. So there's this, and it just exhausts you. We, we can't work 
enough. There's nothing we can do. I can't overemphasize that again. Mm -hmm. uh, there's nothing I can do. So it exhausts me. It, it defeats me. It makes me say, well, there's nothing I can do, so I might as well live like this because I'm going to fall, you know, again or, or backslide or whatever the word is I want to use. It's just this vicious cycle. Yeah. When you stop and think about that, to, to implicitly believe that you could either, A, earn your salvation through something that you could do by keeping a certain level of, of you know, moral moralism mm -hmm. or going through rituals, or if you think that you can lose your salvation because you could walk away. Now, what you have done is you, has, you have said that what Christ did is not enough. And that, that Christ brought me so far that, that he opened up in a, a nuanced kind of, uh, you know, nebulous understanding of salvation, however I must do. And every time you say, I must do, I must do, you are taking away from what Christ right. did. And you cannot add to the perfection of Christ's substitutionary, sacrificial, atoning death on the cross that he died for your sins, Mike, for my sins that he died to pay for all of our sins, past, present, and future, to take the full wrath of God that we deserved upon himself. You can't add to that. No. Uh, you, you couldn't stand for a second under the wrath of God. Uh, you, you, I mean, you, you couldn't pay that. So why would you think that you can add to what Christ did? And I believe that it gives you baggage. It gives you guilt. and, yeah. and it, 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 Guilt's it, a good one, too. Yeah, yeah the, the bondage, you know, and, and, and you're... You're quite frankly, you're, you're not being very effective as a Christian when you're, when you're bearing that guilt all the time. At the same time, though, and he, and he did a very good job of telling those of you who are truly not believers. Yeah. You, you can have, have the, as a believer, you can have the assurance that you're saved, but you know what the reverse is. You have the assurance here that you're not saved and judgment is coming. Assurance of condemnation, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, interestingly, one of the things you said, and the third one is that we can know we have been transformed by God and protected by God. How does God protect believers? We, we want to instantly, I think our mind wants to say, well, I'm not going to die. I'm not going to get physically hurt and I'm not going to get cancers and all these type of things. That's not necessarily true. Mm -hmm. The protection that I that I see specifically, as especially as I have been able to realize truly what sanctification is in my life, where I begin to actually see that, I am protected from the evil one. I see that more than mm -hmm. anything. It doesn't mean that I won't be tempted. It doesn't mean that I won't sin. But I, 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 I think that's where I begin as I begin to see that I am protected from those things that could obviously ruin me in ways right. that were worse than death. Uh, I also think, and I keep going to this, I am protected by God in his hand. Mm -hmm. As a true believer, there is nothing. My sin has been put away, and there is nothing, as that song says, that can, he will hold me fast. Yep. That is the most, to me, that's the most that's the protection of all protection there, yeah. into eternity. Right. So two ways that I think of it is the mediatorial, mediatorial work of Christ at the right hand of God. Yeah. 
You know, that we have a great high priest who is currently sitting in heaven Absolutely. with God, interceding on behalf of the saints, saying, I've got him. <laughs> he is mine. I've got Kent. I've got Mike. And he is, he's, he's a perfect intercessor and mediator at yes. the right hand of God. Secondarily, the fact that, you know, God has taken up residence in believers and he has placed his Holy Spirit within you and within me to inform our conscience. Mm -hmm. um, he's called the, the guarantor, he's called the seal, he's called the comforter. There's so many different ministerial aspects of the Holy Spirit and how he's working in and amongst the life of the believers. So if you believe that you can lose your salvation, you must not believe that God is currently indwelling you and keeping you right. every single day. Yeah, good point, yeah. great point. So great ways to find comfort. Uh, so, you know, Faith Family Church, uh, we hope that this sermon was a blessing to you. We hope that you guys really dwell on the aspect of, of your assurance uh, that you can have through Christ, exclusively through him and through yep. him alone. And if anybody is wrestling with, with those assurances, then just reach out and talk to somebody, dig into scripture, um, continue to lean on Christ and throw yourselves upon his mercies and trust in him and him alone. And we look forward to seeing you guys back here next week. Thank you for listening to this resource of Faith Family Church. We gather on Sundays at 495 Hugh Hunter Road in Oak Grove, Kentucky, and are a short drive from Fort Campbell and Hopkinsville, Kentucky, as well as Clarksville, Tennessee. For more information, visit our website, myfaithfamilychurch.com.